Learning the related to the story of Navada Karmeli, we saw that David approached or sent his servants to approach Navada to ask uh, for food, and Navada refused to give him anything. And David decided that it's in his hands to, so to speak, to mobilize his army to come and fight. We saw that Abigail found out about it, and Abigail, in order to avert the potential de- destruction, uh, so she immediately gets as much food together as she can, and she sends it to ahead of her to David, and she's hoping that it would appease him. Now, he had been given the food he asked for, she didn't tell her husband about it because she knew obviously he wasn't going to agree, but she felt justified in giving even things which technically is because she thought this was a way to save, her, to save his life, to save her life as well. And then she decides to follow after them um, and, and to talk to David directly. So she sends ahead the servants with the food and afterwards you're holding in and it says, she was riding on the donkey. The Eredes says to her, going down the side of the mountain. In other words, uh, towards David. David and his, and his armies were coming down, men were coming down the opposite mountain, um, in the body. And as in the place between the two mountains, so that's where they meet each other. Now, so obviously David understood that uh, the question is the next passage is David talking to her or is David you're telling us what David is saying to himself so what David is thinking so it says but David Omar and David said it was for nothing that I guarded all these people's flocks in the desert nothing of his got lost and uh, he repaid bad for good in other words, David felt that even the novel hadn't employed him, so to speak, to watch the sheep for him, but he had run out of his way to the chesed, and he expected that chesed to be reciprocated. And now that novel had done the opposite, not just didn't he respond generously, he, he used the opportunity to insult David also, so David felt that he's been repaid bad for good. And therefore David said, And people don't want to... The express doesn't want to curse himself. So rather than saying, David, he said, David. That's what Hashem should do to the enemy of David. I'm going to leave a single survivor, so to speak, of his household until the morning. Mashin Mekir has different shyness. Either it's like the Targum explains it, it's talking about a person who um, can think of an idea, and therefore the Russian comes to Mashin Mekir is that he can make this curiously, or he can use, like, come to the depths of his heart to think of a solution. In other words, no person is going to escape me. No one will think of a way to get out of, or get, or get away from me, or to, to run away, to hide. I'm going to destroy everybody. The other shot of Mashin Bakir is talking about a dog, like the Yishami says, and therefore he said, no, I'm going to destroy the people of Novel's household, I'm even going to destroy the dogs, I'm going to destroy everybody. Um, so that's the that's the uh, that's the background to the meeting of David with Abigail. So David's convinced that he's now going to attack and destroy Noah's family. And like again, what was the what was the justification for doing that? Um, so, so David considered himself to have the din of a melech. He had been anointed. 
And he felt definitely he has the right to, so to speak, act as a king. And we saw previously that wasn't so straightforward, that psaq. And was, of course, as we saw, he hadn't yet been accepted by the Jewish people as a king. So even though there had been a novi that anointed him and appointed him in the future, it might be that that then wasn't yet active, wasn't yet held, because, because the mindset wasn't yet something which Chayashal knew about or Chayashal had accepted. Anyway, so it happens is David, with his army, are marching towards Nava. At the same time, Abigail is coming towards him to try and appease him. Now, it's interesting. The Pasuk, when it says uh, that Abigail went towards him, it says she was Rechev Salachamah. She was riding the donkey. The Gemara Pesachim points out that it wasn't the normal way that ladies used to ride. Uh, it was considered more sneeristic to ride side saddle, which is considered Yeshevis. Rather than ride an Rechev, which would be Mashmah that the way a person rides an animal with one leg on each side of the animal. And the Gemara asks him, Sachim, why does it say that she was Yechevis al-Achamar? Wouldn't it have been more appropriate for her to be Yechevis? Which means this side was on a donkey, and she could keep her legs together. And on that, the Gemara gives two answers, that either because of the situation, she was scared of doing that. Um, either she was scared it was nighttime, or the most she was scared it was the mountain, so she was scared to fall off the mountain, or and whatever the case was. So therefore, um, in the circumstances, so she, rather than being led on the donkey, she rode the donkey. Now the difference would be that if you have somebody else to ride the donkey, and you take it, they went, they went to be controlling the donkey, whatever it's going to be, then the passenger can sit side saddle. They're, they're in charge of, of, you know, of maneuvering and holding the reins. Whereas if she was Rechavis al-Khamar, then standing was she was riding the donkey herself. And that's why she had to be in control of the donkey to make sure where it was going. As a result of that, the Gemara says, uh, so it's an amazing thing, it's an explanation. It says that as a result of that, her shape, which means her lower leg, got revealed. And as a result, and, and David, it says, David's hoylech la'ayra gimel parasais. By the night of that, he went for three, we walked for three parasais, which is a, quite a long distance. And the only thing the first one in the world is Mishal me trying to say with that. And well, why would it be something important that the Navi wants to tell us? So, the, we'll see soon, Hashem, in the context of what she says to David, what the Shami is trying to is trying to tell us by telling us that extra piece of information. So again, so David and Abigail are coming towards each other, and when they meet each other, Vatera Abigail is David. Abigail sees David Vatamaya. She so quickly She gets off a donkey. David and she bows down to David. The difference between bowing and which is Lashon Matipa Ponel and Vatishtacho, the one is like the Gemara says, Shtachavaya means with Kishu Tidai and Raglaim, a person spreads out their hands on the floor to bow down is just to lower their head. Um, so even today, for example, when we bow in the base of Yom Kippur, Shoshana, so the dinner of Shtachavaya, the person will bend their head down. But the dinner of Shtacho Aret, which is complete Kishu Tidai and Raglaim, they did in the base of Mikdash. We don't, uh, you don't do that anymore. So uh, that is a sign of, is always bowing down is a sign of his battles, a sign of a person against himself to someone else. And uh, so the first thing that I figure out the thing she needs to do is, again, if David feels he's a king and he deserves the respect of the king, okay, so then even if she didn't think so, and she's going to tell him, but you know, it would make sense in the circumstances to first try and, uh, you know, so to speak, appease him enough that he's willing to listen to her by acting how he wants or how he would expect someone to act. <coughs> assuming he's considering himself a king. So, that, that's, uh, so that's the first uh, 
the first thing she does. Now, particular raglav. This is also you see throughout the Tanakh. And to fall at someone's feet is a way of supplication of asking them for something. And that is The sin is with me. Let your maids and speak in your ears. In other words, he could rightly have said, "This is nothing to do with you." It was novel, your husband, who insulted me or refused to give us what you wanted. I'm move out the way. I'm going to deal with him. So rather than that, she says she takes the blame on herself. She says the oven was be the the sin was with me. I was the source of the problem, and therefore. Then let me explain to you and listen to the, give me the chance to speak. Why? Because I know Yasin Adoni is Levi. My master shouldn't pay like pay attention to this evil person novel. So she's talking about her own husband negatively. And she said, Yes, I know he's an evil person. You should, don't concern yourself with him. Why? Because it's it's His name is fitting for him. Novel novel Shwan his name is Novel, and he does things which are Nuvala. He acts in a way which is despicable. And therefore, why would that be a reason to forgive him? So, in other words, what she's saying to David is, you should have known that asking Noel for something you know, is not going to help. He's, he has a reputation of being an ungenerous person, a reputation of being a, a person who is not pleasant to be with. And uh, so, uh, so what, what should have happened? I would have taken care of it. And they come to me, so I would have helped them, but I, you know, never, I never saw them. And therefore they went to Novel. He was the wrong person to speak to. Now, why is it, why is it something which is likely to, uh, so to speak, appease David? So the first point is, obviously, let's just make a, a simple martial for us to understand. Imagine you're walking in the street, and someone across the street starts yelling abuse at you. So you're going to start feeling offended. Why are you screaming at me? Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you you'll be like, turned against that person. He's not normal. He screams like that at everybody. Okay, if that's the case, so then it, it wasn't something personal. It wasn't like it was an attack on me. Yeah, yeah, I just happened to be walking past him. The next person is going to get the same treatment. So then it takes the, the feeling of it was an indignity to me. It's more, okay, there's something wrong with him. And that's basically what Avigail was saying. He's saying, you should have something to do with you. He's a novel. Anybody deals. He deals like everybody like that. And he says, you should have come to me in insinuating. Everybody else knows that. You want something done, you come to me, because you can't deal with novel. He's a horrible person. He's not going to help anybody. And this is if you're oh, there for my fault. Because had, had I been there to deal with it, I would have helped you. Everyone knows you have to go around novel. He's, he's the kind of person you can't deal with. And the idea of that was meant to be. And then David's not going to feel this was a personal affront. The novel had something specifically against him. He's a, he's a person that that uh, that would say negative, nasty things to anybody. He's a person that's never going to help another person ever. It's nothing to do with you. Okay. Was that a lad? This is definitely Lashon Hara about a husband, even assuming it's true. So was she allowed to say Lashon Hara about him? So once again, we have to put it in the context. And that is, is it, is it mutter to say Lashon Hara about somebody to save their life? If let's say you know a person, for whatever reason, someone wants to kill them. And the way to uh, to save them from whoever the attack is going to be is talk Lashon Hara about them. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is one allowed to do that to save, to save their life? Mm-hmm. And the answer is probably yes. But, uh, as much as the Shonara is bad, but uh, the, the problem with the Shonara is when it's right. When I want to speak bad about somebody because I want to, to cause them pain or want to ruin their reputation, whatever I want to do to them. If my intention is really to do good for them, and I think this is the way to try and save them, so then it's not, as much as it's saying something negative, but my intention is the total. My intention is to save them. 
and that's the case. The Chagui Mutter, as the case is over here, even though Vigal is speaking about her husband, but Lachara, as she understood, and this is the way to diffuse the anger against her, so that it will be allowed then to, to, to eat what she said about how bad he was. And now, what she said next, Vata Adoni, Chaya Shem Chaynaf Shacha, she also makes Lashon of Shva, Hashem Menacha Hashem Yibay Badami. Hashem will prevent you from coming to bloodshed. Vahoyshaya Yadachala. And you'll save, you'll save your hand, you'll explain to me what the Lashon means. Vata, you can all live there, and all your avenues um, that should be like novel, and somebody else, everyone else who wants, wants something bad to happen to you. So, what's the continuation of what she said? So, she says like this. She says that, firstly, um, everyone knows. Novel, you can't get anything out of novel. Novel's never going to help anybody. What should have happened is, your son should have come to me. And had I known about it, I would have helped him. And she said, and she's about to say that, and when I did find out about it, I did. You see all the food I brought with me. But she wants to say something else also. And she wants to say, the master, the fact that I found out afterwards, in other words, in time to come and forestall your, your, your coming to the attack, is, she makes a shvah, it, it was, it was, it was, that Hashem would prevent you from coming to bloodshed. In other words, what's she trying to say? That you think that you have the right to kill Novel because of how Novel Neville said or how Novel treated you? Really, that's wrong. It's wrong because it wasn't against you. That's Novel. And you never knew that. So that's why you thought you were justified to kill him. So you know, that's why Hashem made me find out about what happened. And that's why I came to, to in order to let you know that's what Novel's like because that will prevent you from coming to bloodshed. And if I think about the this way, had you meant to kill, so then I wouldn't have known about it, and you would have come to Novel's home and you would have killed him. But the fact that I came and I knew about it, and I was sent to stop you, because it's not the right thing to do to kill And what's going to happen? What Novel, what Novel wanted, Nachara, it's not still not right, but he did. So Abigail says, Hashem will save your hand for you, and then learn to take care of Novel. And that's when she finishes that all, all your enemies should be like novel. Which means you don't have to be the one to to take revenge on novel. Then Hashem take care of novel. And just like he'll take care of all your enemies, the same thing, the same way they didn't take care of novel too. And uh, basically it's it's a uh, it's a prediction or it's a it's a request or it's a bakasha uh, that novel should get punished. And she says, No, you should be the one to do it. Then Hashem take care of novel. Now, when's that the right uh, when's that the right approach? A person does something wrong. So David felt that this was something which was incumbent on him to deal with. And Abigail says, no, you shouldn't be the one to do it. Let Hashem be the one to, let, let Hashem be the one, so to speak, to, to, to carry that for you. If you do that, you punished. So what's the, when, when, when does that svarah apply? That person shouldn't take things in their own hands. You know, they should, they should uh, let Hashem, so to speak, uh, do, do, deal with it for them. So, the answer is, whatever there isn't a mitzvah. The rule is, if a person has a mitzvah to do this, I can't say, well, I'm not doing the mitzvah, let Hashem do it for me. When it comes to a mitzvah, so then, let's be at Hashem. Let's be at a person, I'm sorry, to do a mitzvah. Anything which isn't a mitzvah, so then a person can take the attitude if it's meant to happen. Hashem can take care of it. If I'm not obligated to do it, so then Hashem can do it instead. Let's give some examples. 
In most areas of life, we talk about the fact that a person is betachem. What Hashem wants to do, he'll do. I don't have to help Hashem. He can take care of it without me. And if that's the case, am I, am I, is it worthwhile? Am I obligated? Is it necessary for me to be involved and to do things myself? And the answer is, it doesn't have to be because Hashem can take care of it. But when it comes to a mitzvah, when it comes to a mitzvah, so now a person can't take the attitude, well, if Hashem wants it to happen, let him take care of it. A mitzvah is something Hashem commanded me to do. And if I'm commanded to do it, so then I can't say, well, he does. Hashem, if I meant he went fit into that, then somehow you saw, you saw that. I don't have to do anything. The answer is yes, you do. If it was, if it was obligated to you, you're obligated to do it. It's the mitzvah. So then the mitzvah means I have to carry out the mitzvah. Uh, so that's the difference. The famous of Dastan, he talks about Ishtadlis. Does a person need to do Ishtadlis in order to make a finasa? We're going to person like that, Hashem, you, you decide how much money I'm going to get. You can decide how to give it to me. I don't have to be involved in that. Is it such a, a mailah or is there, is there, is there an Indian in doing Ishtadlis? The way of Dastan looks at it is, if it's a mitzvah. If, there, if we want to look at Ishtadlis as a person's mukhayev, so when it comes to something a person's mukhayev to do, so he has to do it. Whereas if you want to look at it as something which you don't have to do, so if that's the case, it's not necessary to do because Hashem can do it without you too. Now, to come back to what you're saying over here. What Avigal was arguing to David was, number one, you aren't obligated to kill Nova. It's not your mitzvah. And if that's the case, if you're not obligated to do it, so if Hashem was not to kill, then Hashem take care of it. If it would be your field, it's like this, you know, killing a Malek or the seven nations of Canaan, or any other time when someone is a khil, incumbent on people to do something, Okay, then it's their job, they have to do it. But if it's not a khil, then a person can say, if it's meant to happen, I shouldn't take care of it. I'm not obligated to do it. And that's the first thing that Abigail says to him. He says that you aren't bukhuyev to kill them. She's not going to discuss with him if he, should, if he, if he even has the hazard to do it. But she's going from the, like, the, the, the smallest point that would disagree with, so to speak, stand up position to David the first. And she said, listen, even if you think you're allowed to kill him, you definitely aren't obligated to kill him. And if that's the case, then Hashem decide. If Hashem wants to take a punishment, Hashem punish him. And if not, then, uh, then you shouldn't be the one to do it. Okay, so that's the second part of the argument. Again, the first part was, that she says, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't take personally what Novel did or Novel says, that's the way he is. Secondly, if I found out about it, in, uh, in between, it was obviously to come and, and, and tell you in advance that you shouldn't come to bludgeon for nothing. And thirdly, even if you claim you're entitled to kill him, but you don't have to. So rather than Hashem decided, if Hashem wants him to get killed, then Hashem kill him. Now she goes back to the, the complaint that Donald didn't, didn't offer anything to David. So she says, And I take the bracha, which means the plenty, that your servant, your, your maid servant has brought you. And give it to the people to eat. In other words, they, they, they want, you wanted the food, I brought food. And again, the idea is, had you come to me straight, I would have given it to you, Mirosh. The novel was a, it was a mistake to go to him, he's the wrong person. You uh, wanted food, I brought you food. You know, the novel added, there's nothing to do with him. So, now, please forgive the sin of your Amosecho. Again, she's taking the blame on herself. Because Hashem will surely make for us my master by his name on. You're going to fight the wars of Hashem. And you shouldn't find anything bad. And what she meant by this is, is also like a veiled warning to David. And that is that your job as a king is going to fight wars. And if you're going to fight Muhammad Hashem, which means you're fighting 
and you're expecting Hashem to be there to fight for you and to give you the Sadhishmaya, then there shouldn't be you shouldn't have any claim against you on something you've done wrong. You know the Sultan's Musatra Chance Sakana and uh Melech, you're going to go to fight and you're going to be in battles and you want Hashem to be with you, so you must make sure not to do anything which could uh, ten- potentially uh, threaten you, endanger you uh, by, by doing something wrong. And therefore, even if there's a habit that what you're doing now might not be the right thing to do, it's a, it's a chaval, it's, it's a pity to ruin, so to speak, your your relationship with Hashem or the fact that you're running Shad Ishmael by doing something wrong. And once again, in all the three points that Zaf Avigail said, she never said that David was wrong to do it. Not yet. All she said was that um, you know, you, you, mis- you, you thought you mistaken the novel's intention. Number one. Number two, it's, uh, it's not something you have to do. And number three, maybe if it's the wrong thing to do, maybe it's going to tarnish your tzitkos by being involved in something which isn't good. By Yaakum Adam Nerdafa, a person got up to chase you, and to try to kill you. That's the famous passage. And it will be that the nefesh, the soul of my master, will be tzura, bound up with the tzura hachayim, with the connection to life, with Hashem. And the soul of your enemies, yekalena b'tzeich kafakala. Yekalena means he'll shoot it like a sling from a slingshot. Okay, so obviously there's a lot of ruchnis in this pasuk. Um, but before we get to the depth of what she's trying to say, and what the pasuk means, and what the idea of the kafakala is, which Reza Shem will still explain tomorrow. But let's just first explain the simple of what, what she meant to say in the passage. And she went, what, she, what the way the Parsha explained it is, it's talking about Shah. And basically she's saying that just like you now, now want to come and attack Novel, and you, you're going to, to, so to, speak, to launch an attack on him, you know the, the, the people who are trying to attack you too. But but there is, but the is not going to be successful, and that's why it says the nefesh will be connected to life. You know, they won't be able to separate you from life. They won't be able to kill you. That's the simple shot of the pasuk. And what's going to happen to your enemies? And so then, the, they'll be the ones who are going to get hit by the sling. You know, the other ones are going to get targeted and and and, and killed, whereas you're going to be you're connected to the Tzorachayim. And therefore, you're you're going to be protected. And what is the point of saying that? What, what's, what how does this add to what she said beforehand, well, to to her defense, so to speak, of novel? So there's another question about Amayda Malchus, and that is: Is Amayda Malchus somebody who insults the king, or someone who in some way threatens the king, or threatens the Malchus? What's called the murder malchus? To be murdered means that a person is disrespectful to the king. That's more than that. It's someone who's in jeopardizing, endangering the king. Where do we, where do we consider? What do we consider to be murdered? So we have to look at various other examples in the Nakh of people who are considered murder malchus and determine what would what would the category be of somebody who wasn't necessarily loyal to the king, but we don't see that he was threatening the king. And the best example is Oriyachiti. We'll see other examples also of what's considered merit. Does it have to be that I'm not respectful? Or does it have to be that I'm actually working against? Like trying to. So, Annette, Abigail says to him, she says, 
that if you're worried that you're considering novel to be a threat to you as a king, that's not your threat. The people who are much more of a threat to you, they're trying much harder to kill you. Novel might have been uh, unfriendly, he might have been unhelpful, ungenerous, whatever it was, but he's not the one who's threatening you. As he said, there are people who are threatening you, and nevertheless, Hashem is saving you from them. And so then you don't have to worry about Novel. Novel uh, is not a threat at all. If Shaul Amalek is a king and has an army, and, they, and he's not going to be successful to catch you because Hashem is keeping you alive and protecting you from Shaul, and on the contrary, Shaul is the one who's going to get punished, so you for sure don't have to be afraid of Novel for. And therefore, again, the point where this adds to the argument was, if there was a Taina that you feel that you're threatened by Novel, there's nothing to be afraid of. He definitely hasn't got the ability to threaten you more than Shaul does, and Hashem is protecting you from Shaul, so as a Kavachem, you don't have to worry about Novel either. That's the chat in the Pasuk. Um, we'll see about Hashem tomorrow. There's, a, there's a, obviously an Aymak of Ruchlis in this Pasuk too, which we'll talk about. I just want to finish first Regal's speech on a simple level. And she says, It'll happen that Hashem will bring about all the brachas that He spoke about you. And He'll command you to be the leader of Israel. Now the question is, how did Abigail know that? It was a nevur which Shmuel gave to David. It was a nevur which maybe Shaul and his people were worried about. But it definitely wasn't a widespread nevur that everybody else knew. That he was going to be the king. So, so how could Abigail know that Hashem would do for David Melech all the favor which he spoke about? In other words, it wasn't something which was which was publicized, it wasn't something which the average person would know. It's one of the places we see that Abigail was in the view. One of the seven days you have for the view was Abigail. And so this in the, here, it's one of the places we see that in the book. Because otherwise, how would she have known when Hashem told Shmuel about David? And then the Gemara says, that when Hashem tells him not one Navi, other Navim are aware of two. And because of that, so then there's a because of that, so then there was an awareness she also had Alpinava that what is going to happen to David. Um, and therefore she says to him that uh, again, Navi's not not interfering with the Navi being misguided. He's not threatening you and and you'll still become the king. And because of that, therefore this shouldn't be something which is a stumbling block for you, a source of mistake, which is the Lishbech Tamchino. To spill innocent blood, and in order to save yourself, you don't need to do it, you're not saving yourself. So now it's the first time, so to speak, adds that you'll be doing something wrong by doing it. Isn't that it would be a mistake for you, it would be a Mechshal to spill blood for nothing? And try and save yourself when you know the risk. Rather, Hashem will be good to you. And then again, the understanding is that if you're going to be willing to, so to speak, forego the opportunity to fight novel or to punish him, so can, Hashem will be good to you also. And you should remember me as well. And the obvious question is why she added it? What's it going to do with anything? The drush already finishes. But, but, and, and if you, you should, should be good to you as well for leaving Novel Adan, and then you've made your case. So, what, what does it mean? So, here again, Chazal in the vision of the Pasuk that she was referring to herself. And she just, in her own words, two lines before, said Hashem is going to punish her husband. She said that if, if, if uh, he deserves to be punished, then you shouldn't be the one to do it. Let Hashem punish him. 
So she had admitted that her husband deserves to be punished and expected Hashem to punish him. And because of that, she now thinks, oh, what's going to happen to me? And that was the remnants of David. When that happens, so remember me also. And then that the Gemara makes the duke that the uh, Gemara leaves the lashon of the marshal of a duck, that's the Gemara of a kama. And that is that, uh, so to speak, it's, even while she was still married to Novel, she was already thinking in the future, what's going to be after Novel dies? So she was suggesting to David, remember me. Um, was that the right thing to do? Was that the wrong thing to do? Was this as a result of the Nevoah that we know she had? So as we'll see tomorrow, there's, there's a deeper understanding of Abigail's speech in as well.